Welcome to Wolf Riders, a collection of student voices. This is a place where young authors have an opportunity to share their writing, and you, the audience, will not only enjoy poems, stories, and essays, but will also get a glimpse into the minds of these young writers. Wolf Writers, the podcast, the collection of student voices. Even in our COVID-19 school closures, we have been able to get some great writing by some of our Wolf Writers at Earl Warren Elementary. And today we are featuring a fifth grader, Sophia Willis, and she is going to read a, a story called The Coat. It is creepy and chilling, yet um, a little thrilling all at the same time. And so I'd like to welcome Sophia to our, uh, to Wolf Riders. Welcome, Sophia. Hi. We're so glad that you're able to join us today on Wolf Riders. Um, how do you feel about being able to share your story? Um, it's actually kind of exciting because um, I was actually looking really forward to doing um, this, the uh, Wolf Riders this year and when I got the announcement that we will be able to continue it but um, we'll just do it online it, um I got really excited because I knew then I could enter my stories in. So any Wolf Riders that are out there listening um, you can email your stories and Sophia is proof right Sophia that, that mm -hmm. you may be featured even though we're not at school so I think you can vouch for that correct? Yes. We're going to get right to it. And we are going to have you read your story. My story is called The Coat. Halloween was a disaster waiting to unfold. I'm going to CandyCon. I'm going to CandyCon, chanted Kara. I'm, I'm going to stuff my face with candy. Kara's my little sister, and she loves candy. We're going to a vintage hotel for CandyCon and Halloween, you know, to get in the spirit. Later that evening, we arrived at our rooming house. CandyCon is so close, I can almost smell its sugary sweetness. As the clerk got us our room key, I realized how musty the inn smelled, kind of like Grandma's house. When we got to our room, I put away my clothes in the closet provided. I unzipped Kara's suitcase to put her clothes to hang her clothes, but when I saw the inside of the closet again, my clothes had vanished. Is this a trick? After all, it is almost Halloween, but what if it isn't, and this hotel is haunted? Early the next day, after having gotten a good, night, good night's rest, I, feel, I felt good as new. As I sleepily trudged over to the closet to slip on my boots and get ready to go outside, I was surprised to see an eerily cold hand holding out my coat, the same coat that had disappeared yesterday. It was as if the hand could read my mind. I quickly slammed the door shut and rushed to care. What are you doing, you maniac? I'm trying to sleep. Kira screamed with a furious rage bubbling inside. A look of horror flashed over our faces. We saw the hand, what the hand was attached to. It was a ghost. Sleeping in a room where you know there's a ghost is not the easiest thing, especially with this ghost. Drip, 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 
with the faucet. It was like the spirit was trying to annoy us out of bed. This ghost must know my weakness because after the dripping stopped, a hum start started that I could almost recognize from anywhere. Ed Sheeran, perfect. I'm starting to really not like this ghost. I've had enough, so I thought I decided to. So I decided to go on YouTube. But every time I clicked on a video, I was brought to Ryan's toy review. My phone was either messed up or it was the ghost, and I'm 99.9% sure it was the ghost. I'm out of here, I thought, and grabbed my suitcase and clothes, well, what were left of them. I didn't care if I skipped Candy Con or missed Halloween. I needed to sleep for reals. I grabbed Kara's hand and walked out of my room. A day later, we were finally home and settled, trying to forget Candy Con, which we never actually made it to, and that horrendous apparition. Life was back to normal, that is, until I went to hang my, my coat in the hall closet. Chills right there. Wow, thank you. That was um, that was a little chilling. I think if I was sitting in the dark or home alone, I don't think I'd really want to uh, read that story. <laughs> so, um, so where did you get the general idea for this story, Sophia? Um, well, it kind of started with like um, a few power rights and in my classroom uh, around Halloween time. And the power rights were just short stories and we were assigned to write something for uh, this, uh, for Spooktacular and, we, and we were gonna share our stories with other classrooms. So in power writing, you would look at a, a picture and then write to that picture prompt. Is that is that basically it? Yeah. So you get no words, but you can um, you um, sometimes our teacher would give us music and a photo or just a photo, um, and she would ask us to write for a certain amount of time, say like eight minutes. And once that time is over, you go around the classroom sharing with other students what you were able to write and that, and your and your goal is to uh, continue writing for those eight minutes and you um, shouldn't stop during those eight minutes of writing um, you should you you should be writing for most of those eight minutes rather than just um, waiting because it's called a power write because you're thinking of something on the spot right okay all right thank you for that explanation I wanted our listeners to know um, what you were referring to when you said power right. So, so during this time, it was um, close to Halloween. So I'm assuming that all of these pictures had a general spooky theme yeah. that got your creative juices flowing. Yeah. You know, but I have to, I do have to say, so here we are in May, the beginning of yeah. May. And, but I still, this story is great. A good story is a good story. It doesn't matter when you write it, no matter, it doesn't matter, you know, what the, um, you know, what time of year it was. So this just as it goes to show that a good story is a good story, no yeah. matter when you read it. So could you give us some background on the setting? And I'm referring specifically to, to Candy Con. Could you give us a little bit of background where that came from? Um, Candy Con um, was kind of like a, a convention, like um, if some kids have heard of Comic Con or VidCon, it's basically, 
it's basically somewhere where there's a bunch of booths um, that are trying to sell, that are going to be trying to sell you, like, different kinds of things. And it's going to be, like, um, like Comic-Con would normally take at a convention center. So Candy-Con would probably take at a convention center, too, considering that it's called Candy-Con. Um, and it would be... And, and my, what I was thinking when I was writing this is that it would be, like... Um, a, like a lot of candy for people who enjoy candy um a lot and it's just all a bunch of different candies and um you'll be able to learn about them and uh buy them and they'll be and they'll be selling them it'll be just all candy themed so I love the descriptions toward the beginning it felt I it made me feel like I was there in the story and so I'm going to reread that part um, that you says, uh, candy con is so close. I can almost smell its sugary sweetness. And as the clerk got us our room key, I realized how musty the inn smelled kind of like grandma's house. So you go from sugary sweetness to immediately the mustiness of the room. Why did you make that sudden change in this setting? Well, this, um, this switch from the sweet the smell of sweet candy to the musty inn um it's supposed to be like uh the main character like who's talking right now um she's fantasize she's fantasizing of what candy con is going to be like and then and then as the clerk gets her room key it's a snap back to reality to what she's really doing right now and she's collecting her key in the musty inn and so like the sugary sweetness is her fantasy and then once the clerk brings her her key she snaps right back to reality i love that and you know what it did it kind of gave a little bit of foreshadowing that like huh maybe something not so great is going to happen too so it kind of gave that sense of something foreboding mm -hmm. um, was going to be happening i love how the hand reached out to give you the coat by using just the hand, what were you trying to evoke in the reader? I was trying to make a little fear factor because um, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of like um, a film where like kind of like Ghostbusters because this is where kind of like the idea of the ghost came from and an eerily blue, like blue cold hand, like coming through the wall kind of like looking like there's uh like it's just jumping out the wall um handing it to you trying to like scare you because you turn your back once and then you look back again and nothing's there but a cold hand and kind of and i said it was a cold hand because like when a person is dead like there's no warmth in their body so it's all cold and like I would expect for a ghost's hand to be cold too, since they're right. since they're dead. Right, right. No, it was it's a it's an eerie an eerie description. I love it. I really really liked it. Um, you wrote that the ghost must have known my weakness. Could you tell us what you were referring to? This is um something that I that that's a weakness for me in real life because like this character is kind of like um taking after me and basically my weakness i i honestly truly hate the song ed sharon 
perfect and i it's not because of the lyrics or anything or the singer but it's it's like most because mostly because i've i've heard it like like when it was really popular it was always on the radio and it just really annoyed me and it became my least favorite song ever (laughs) so that's why i said it was um my my weakness because I really hate um, Ed Sheeran's music after that because that didn't end so well with my ears. So I laughed when I read Ryan's toy review. <laughs> what was the meaning behind choosing that video series for that part of the story? I don't like Ryan's toy review. My mean, I mean, my little brother <laughs> watches it, but um, personally, it's not something I'm interested in watching. Nor do I like. Like both of my brothers, they're, they they. They like watching Ryan's Toy Review, but it's just something I'm not interested in. I don't want to watch it. And I'm so sorry to, like, any little kids that are listening to this and, like, <laughs> like Ryan's Toy Review. It's just a personal opinion. I don't mean anything. Like, I don't think I don't think that they shouldn't like Ryan's Toy Review. If they like it, it's just a personal opinion. And so, therefore, this ghost is in your story he's doing things to annoy you and um it's working the annoyance is um a little bit of a mix from like your traditional ghost and and then my little brother and my other brother it's a mix of them and a traditional ghost because they both annoy me equally (laughs) not to be rude not to be rude or anything no but they're your brothers and that's what brothers do could you re- reread the last sentence um, that life was back to normal? That sentence that starts life was okay. back. Life was back to normal. That is until I went to hang up my coat in the hall in the hall closet. Okay, and what um, readers can't see is you have um, it ends with dot dot dot. Yeah, an ellipsis at the end. Right, and so so it's um, like meaning like there's gonna there could be a part two to this. Yeah, that that's what I assumed, and I wanted you to share that because that that ellipses means that something could be coming, and so I loved how you ended that. Um, who have you shared this piece of writing with besides me? Besides the Wolf Riders, who else did you share this writing with? Um, I've shared this with my mom, of course, uh, my teacher, and a few other students during around. Halloween time when this was written because we were doing a special thing with other students called Spooktacular. Earlier in the um, in the podcast, you said that you made a lot of changes to this story. Um, are there any specific ones that stand out that really made a difference? Uh, I think that a few things that made it complete, because I can't say just one, because I don't think it was just one thing that made it complete. And I think the 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 few things that made it complete were um, the the um, what's it called the description of the inn and CandyCon compared, uh, the ending of the story with the ellipses and. Um, the eerily cold hand that reached out. Right. So, so adding those this, the, those descriptions and that detail, um, I would agree with you. Really, really um, pulled me into the story. So, I would agree that those were some great changes that you made. Um, 
normally share your writing with? My mom. She helps me out a lot with um, all sorts of sh- subjects, like um, writing and math. But um, during this, she was helping me edit it, edit it, and um, figure out how I could make it better because it was a little bland at the beginning and a bit confusing. I know now that we are, you know, the schools are are closed and we're learning from home. You probably have more time to write. But on a normal, let's say this is a normal um, time uh, and we're in school. And so your day's a little busier. Where do you normally find the time to write? Um, usually when, when I get home or, uh, when it's time, when it's, time to go to bed and I because I like writing in my bed where do you get your ideas for writing uh I mean I shared it in the beginning I get most of my ideas from power rights or things that have personally gone in, on in my life like I've gone to comic con before so that's where I got the idea for candy con I've got a little brother, which is also an, um, another little brother, which is also where the character Kara came from. So your little brother turned into a little sister. Uh, yeah, my brothers, they turn in, they, <laughs> my brothers, they turn into my sister. So I would guess it, it's safe to say that, that you, you get at least some of your ideas from your own personal experiences. Yep. Um, do you have any favorite authors or books that you would recommend to our listeners? Uh, I really like the author, um, Suzanne Nelson. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard of the author and her name is Raina Telegmeyer. And, um, she has, um, books about her own personal experiences and, uh, and she has plenty of graphic novels about what's gone on in her childhood personally. And I just find them extremely interesting because I actually, I really like graphic novels, but I also like chapter books. So I balance it out. Good, good. Um, do you, I'm going to assume you read a lot. Is my su- assumption correct? Yes. Um, right now I have four different books on my nightstand one of them is a macaroon cookbook. Two of them have like multiple stories about different feminists in them. And then one of them has talks about um, uh, Jackie Robinson's daughter and how she handled um, the time like where everyone was segregated because she had more opportunities than um, most colored children. It's called Child of the Dream. I'll have to check that one out. Um, do you have any advice for other wolf riders? Um, my advice would be when a story a story may not turn out the way you want it at first, and don't compare your stories to someone else's story because they may have been writing their story for months now or even years or compare it to an award-winning book because you're only getting started and you, you're you just beginning. It's not fair to compare yourself to someone who knows, who's been writing for a lot of their life because your stories could be as great as theirs, but 
you 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 just need to understand how not to compare yourself but to listen to yourself rather than that side of your thoughts that are comparing you to others because it'll make a big difference if you're writing thinking about how your writings will be great rather than someone else's well that's great advice so um i like to say that everyone's an author students are authors my kin my kindergartners are authors Mm -hmm. but children and i think would you agree with this statement we are all writers but just some have more experience than others correct yeah so we it's we're we can all be writers just it's we just need to give ourselves that chance to write thank you so much for for sharing your writing with wolf writers for talking about um the piece of writing and for giving us some insight into your mind and your thoughts and your beliefs it was nice um talking to you miss tim and I hope that everyone or um, whoever listens to this uh, podcast enjoyed my story. So thank you, Sophia. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Today's book recommendation is called Mighty Jackie, the Strikeout Queen by Marissa Moss. This book tells a true story of determination and heroism. It is set in 1931, when a women's baseball team plays an exhibition game against the New York Yankees. This women's team has a 17-year-old pitcher named Jackie Mitchell. Now, I'm not going to tell you what happens when she faces baseball greats Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. However, I will tell you that this exciting story teaches us that a girl can do anything that she sets her mind to. I think you will love this book and you should check it out. Again, the name of the book is Mighty Jackie, The Strikeout Queen by Marissa Moss. Remember, Wolf Riders, the more you read, the better you'll write. So pick up that pencil and keep on writing. Thank you.